Welcome to Oracle for Alchemy. I'm your Metropolitan Priestess, Erin. Let's get into it. It's so nice to have you tuning in today. I'm your Metropolitan Priestess, Erin, and every second Wednesday we discuss esoteric spirituality. I have over a decade of experience in subtle energy modalities, and today I want to make a shout out to Maria Serafina because she's the one who brought me the Mary Magdalene lineage and the wisdom of the Red Robe Priestesses. And in her circles, we discussed this topic often today that we're going to talk about of expanding our consciousness such that to have the spaciousness of to include all things and really moving away from duality and polarity. So get settled in and let's get started. Maybe you're tuning in today with the intention to be combative with the ideas that I've brought forth because it is very enticing to feel the need to be right. And that is totally okay because if you're doing that, it means you're questioning things and then it's time to go a little deeper. So the esoteric part of this would be right and wrong is on the both ends of a very wide spectrum. And the truth is most of our life is very much in between that spectrum. And a lot of it is a gray area. And the point of today's show is not to prove that there is no wrong thing. It's to show you that having a lot of discourse and battling ideas in your psyche really cost you a lot of energy. And when you come from it from that point of view, a lot of the gray area where we are placing a lot more meaning and blame on things, we realize that we really don't need those extra intentions. And if we were to take a little more time to allow those emotions to integrate, we wouldn't have to have that blame and then we wouldn't have to spend that extra energy using those ideas in that way. It can be challenging expanding our mind in that way of coming away from when someone wronged you, the fact that you believe it was wrong because we have all these emotions attached to the situation it makes sense for us to get triggered and then to hold on to those things. So if we take a step back and we take a deep breath and we think about a situation where someone wronged us and we realize that if we don't focus on the part of it of the blame part, then we have a chance to integrate the lesson that we might have learned of dealing with new people um, experiencing loss or experiencing things like betrayal or learning these different things that 
in the long run, they really shape who we are. And although each one of us have many different unpleasant things that happen to us, the thing is, all those experiences shape us and who we are now, that's who we've come to be because of those experiences. So really, you don't want to take those experiences away. So if you realize that and you think of it in a way that allows you to move forward and to integrate, it's really a lot easier on you and then your life can be a lot more peaceful and less combative. This is also a very empowered position to take because we are taking responsibility for our own emotions and then we have the ability to dictate our boundaries in a clear and healthy way. And this allows us to have less relationships that may be something of codependency or things that have power dynamics that, that just really aren't very healthy for us a lot of times and allow us to have um, friendships that are based in an exchange that is feels good for both people involved. The warrior archetype is beautiful and we use it often when we are in moments of our life where we need justice and we seek to affect change in our lives or for other people. And the warrior is an archetype that I have used a lot over the years and I find myself going back to the warrior archetype as a useful tool a lot of times, but I found that once I integrated some of my ideas in my head that were battling against each other, I found I didn't need the warrior arch archetype quite as much. And I will still go back to her because she is close to my heart and she is a force to be reckoned with and a wonderful power to harness and help you move things forward. I also definitely believe that some of us have come here with a life path to have a journey that is maybe in a way combative, maybe controversial. We have leaders in today's society and media that are showing, speaking out against certain topics. And, uh, you know, that's, that's wonderful. I do believe that those people, if they are following their truth and they feel like they have purpose in that, more power to them. The interesting part of this is, though, to contemplate this a little deeper, if everyone lived in a way that was honest and they were all about connecting to each other in authentic ways and people created healthy boundaries and they were able to assess situations individually and be able to come to the awareness of a lot of the gray areas of life, perhaps that would make a population virtually uncontrollable by specific authorities that may have been 
wanting bad things for that, for those people. And many of us are living under circumstances where our government is stable enough that we have a certain amount of safety and we have the ability to live in this way, be honest, be involved in um, creating change in our communities and creating healthy boundaries. And I absolutely encourage people to do this. And the best way to do this is engage in such a way that you're not going to the far end of one spectrum or the other, but to see the middle ground, to see, okay, well, it's not just right or wrong. Maybe you can see both sides of a lot of these issues that you see in politics these days, and that's really good. That means that you're having some critical thinking because there might be points on both sides that, okay, like I understand that and I understand that. And the thing to realize is it is both things. It is all of it because we all have different experiences and we all have different wisdom, but it's really being able to come together in the middle to at least agree on a certain amount of uh, safety for people and have the ability to have compassion for one another. So maybe it's not so easy to start with some of the charged topics that are, for instance, getting the attention in the media right now. Maybe it might be easier to think about certain things that just have a little less pressure on them. So to make this more of a practical exercise, we are working with the mind here and taking a look at some of the thoughts that are literally dueling in your head. So thoughts that you have about topics that where you go back and forth and you're not really sure. So we're starting in the mind. But we want to bring in the wisdom of the body and the heart when we're contemplating these things. And see if maybe you can expand your awareness and see if you can see a bit of a bigger picture of different points of view such that you can argue points for both sides and see how, well, there are different perspectives, therefore... There is a truth that is going to feel good for me and then when you figure out what feels good for you to be living uh, as sovereign and authentic, that's really what you want to go with and that's really what you want to settle on to make some of your decisions. Once you get better at that process, you can absolutely then move to some of those tricky topics and it might actually be a important thing for you to think about some of these harder topics because it's good to know where you stand on these things it's good to know what you really believe and it might not be the same as someone else but at least you can know what feels good for you and what is truth and what you believe and then hopefully still have compassion for the other people and find some common ground. So to describe a little more in depth what I mean when I say 
you are starting in the mind and you are including the heart and body. If we look at the Trinity framework, you can think of it as there are three main centers, mind, body, heart, and we want all of them to agree to make decisions because that is when everything is balanced and we are living authentically. So when we start in the mind in terms of thinking of something that is causing imbalance, that's probably because we haven't thought about what we truly believe and how we truly feel about it. So after we get our uh, thoughts in order and, you know, journaling is a really great way to do this. You can do a short meditation, which I'm going to guide you in a few moments. And we really want to ask that the heart be involved. So that just means, okay, how do I feel about this? What emotions am I getting? And then you also want to be in body for this. It's important that when for much of this work, um, in my experience, what I've seen is it's really good to be in body when you're doing a lot of this work and, and uh, bringing the energy in and to you because that way you're able to be anchored and grounded. So it's going to be much more uh, practical for your real life because it's centered in this reality, if you know what I mean. So that's why I usually include at least uh, coming back to focusing on the body for a few minutes during the meditations. And the opportunity that you really have here when you're doing this type of self-reflection or contemplation on the various ideas that, first of all, you're not going to be spending a bunch of energy on ideas that are making you exhausted because you can't decide. And just having the aha moment that taking a step back and looking at disagreeing with something doesn't actually make it go away. So that means that in this reality, you can still have room for it in your consciousness. You still have the spaciousness to step back and say, okay, this exists. You don't have to agree with it but it still exists. So if you make the space for it, it's actually more likely that what you'll be able to do is to have some peace and to actually maybe experience it in a less adverse way. The most insidious way to use right and wrong is blame. Whether that's making ourselves wrong or blaming other people, that is emotion that you're not allowing to be integrated. So let's get right into the meditation because if we want to be well practiced with subtle energy, then we must do that. So first just slow down and take a nice deep breath. you to bring your attention to your heart center. 
and really allow yourself to be in body and take note of how you are feeling in your body today at this very moment. However that may be because we're not having any right or wrong judgments here. Now I want you to move down and sink slowly into the earth, allowing yourself to relax as you move deeper and deeper, past natural water springs and fossils, until you approach the crust of the earth and it is warm And as you break through, you see a beautiful emerald crystal. Embrace this crystal. And know that you are regenerated, rejuvenated, and ready for this journey. Now come back to the heart center and allow yourself to open up from the top, allowing more of your higher self and the energies from source to allow to come down for your best and highest. And now we are going to work with the mind center and ask that an idea be brought forward that is polarizing for you. And if you don't have a specific idea, we may work with this abstractly. And I want you to put this idea into a bubble because we're going to be working alchemy on it. Now, we're going to allow the mind to bring in the intelligence of the body and also the emotions because all three of our centers, mind, body, and heart, will work together to allow some of these ideas to bring forth emotions that have not yet been properly integrated. So take take some deep breaths here to allow that to happen. And know that you can come back here and use all three centers and their intelligence to allow yourself to be more balanced, aware, and at peace.
You're listening to Oracle for Alchemy. I'm your Metropolitan Priestess, Erin. Until next time.